0: Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Tune podcast. All right, everybody, uh, I'm going to finish up our series. It's just a two-parter on the yardstick of love. You know, because uh, periodically, or and on a regular basis, we need to see how we're doing to celebrate where we're growing and to see areas of growth and to engage with Holy Spirit with what to do about it, because we don't do anything in and of ourselves apart from God, uh, because as the person of love, he's the one that empowers us to operate in our original design in his image and likeness. So last time uh, we went to, well, multiple scriptures But the first Corinthians 13, and I'm going to read this one from the Passion Translation. I did do the New American Standard, which is great. And I did the Amplified, uh, which is great. Uh, But this time I'm going to focus on the Passion Translation because I think it's going to bless you. And it also helps us when you, when you study from different translations, uh, you are really able to get nuance that you aren't able to get otherwise. And then also where there's maybe some bias in the translator's choice of words or choice of wording, uh, you're not sort of stuck in that. And so, you know, the, the scripture is inspired, but it was translated by men. And I don't know about you, but when Holy Spirit speaks through me, it's not a perfect rendition because he's going through my filters and my, uh, my, my biases, and that's with everybody. So this is an imperfect thing, but it's able to come out in a way that's inspired and, um, and life giving, you know, we, we, we rejoice with what we have, even though we realize that none of us are perfectly reflecting God and, but we're adored in the process. And we're all growing and it is an amazing, beautiful process. So let's go to First uh, Corinthians 13 verses 1 through 4. And this is in the Passion Translation. It says, love is large and incredibly patient. You know, that's a, that is good news because we need a big God and we need incredible patience, right? Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. You know, imagine yourself. Uh, as, as if, if, if you were God and had all the power in the universe, but you weren't gentle, you could crush fragile things. And so God is gentle, even though he's so strong and consistently kind. If the voice you're hearing in your head is not kind, I don't, wherever it's sourced, it's not God because God is consistently kind. It refuses to be jealous When blessing comes to someone else, I love that. So, you know, there, that doesn't mean you won't be tempted. You know, there are times when like, wow, you just work your butt off and like, ah, there's okay. There's a little bit of fruit there or not much fruit, or maybe you totally bomb. (laughs) Um, And then someone else does something kind of by accident, maybe even not as good as you did it or something. And poof, it's just this huge phenomenon. And you're like, ah, dang, right? It refuses to be jealous. So which means the temptation to be jealous is there. Uh, you know, jealousy is about actually about being uh, jealous is about something that you have that you're afraid of losing. Envying is to be, to want something that someone else has. they are different, different uh, nuanced here. Love does not brag about its own achievements nor inflate its own importance you know we all know people that brag and inflate and it is gross every time it happens and it is amazing uh where we see it uh and that is really a form of insecurity that needs to puff up because if you're solid you don't need to puff up you just show up as you right um love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor, nor selfishly seek its own honor. That's huge. And this is kind of where we ended last time. <clears throat> love does not traffic and shame and disrespect. Love honors. You know, I love honors because love is honorable. So we honor people because we're honorable, not necessarily because what they've done is honorable. You know, there are people that do incredibly dishonorable things. Um, but when we shame and when we um, when 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 we violate honor, we're actually violating who we are in the image and likeness of love that honors. Right. <clears throat> and then today we're going to move on to this part and I'll read the rest of the verse. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love will overlook offenses and remain focused on what is good, refusing to hold resentment in our hearts. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best in others. Love never takes failure as a defeat for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. It's impossible. So why does love? Ne- because love cannot deny who he is. So let's, uh, let's unpack going to verse, uh, verse five. Uh, love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor self, selfishly seek its own honor. And then let's, let's unpack this. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense so this this uh, phenomenon of being easily irritated, easily irritable. I know I'm not doing good,, uh, that I either need a break. i'm I, I've got I'm trying to work something out, I'm upset, something's going. on. When I get touchy, I'm generally not a touchy person, but when I get touchy, it's like, okay, what is up with me? <laughs> um because that's not who I am. Uh And some people and, I, you know, the thing is society is so emblazoned right now. And we are sort of uh I, I, there's a there's a penchant for nursing resentment, nursing offense, sort of like where things may have been sort of partially healed. And then we open up the wounds just so we can be mad all over again. It is a real phenomenon and it creates a um uh, just this 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 firestorm that's just ready uh to pounce and uh that is not the way of love and sometimes and and sometimes we we put labels on it like justice and that's what that's all about and this is why this is okay well you know justice will not violate love uh we do not overcome evil with evil we overcome evil with good so love is the way that we overcome so keeping in mind that it's not just the ends that matter. It is the means that matter. If your ends are love and you violate love and the means, you violated the ends. So the way we do things is as important as the end that we call getting out. Can you imagine getting to the end and having violated love the whole time? Like it would be the most... um meaningless, empty, uh, disillusioning thing. And that's what I, my fear is for many of the things that are, how they're rolling out in our society that, um, that they sort of, you lose, you lose the beauty and the truth of it in the process, uh, because you allow yourself to violate love. You allow yourself To take offense, to allow yourself uh, to nurse offenses as if that's a virtue, as if justice will be found in nursing offense. It says love will overlook offenses and remain focused on what is good, refusing to hold resentment in our hearts. So, you know, that means that in life you will be tempted to hold resentment. You know, Jesus was tempted in every way, but did not sin. So which means he was tempted to hold resentment. He was tempted in every way, but he refused to hold it. So it's like resentment. If I'm not holding you, right? Je- uh, jealousy. I am not holding you, right? I am, I am refusing. There are things to rebel against. And those are the things to rebel against things that violate love. Um, and it, overlooking offenses, that's not to say there's not an offense that's really been done. We don't act like, la, 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 la. everything is perfect. No, that, no, it's not. And there are things. So this is why we become quick to forgive. And that frees us up. When we nurse the fences, we become increasingly in bondage right? We become bitter. We become trapped in our own hellhole of our own making. It says, love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. So this is great. So love joyfully celebrates honesty. You know what, when there is truth, there is freedom. And sometimes coming clean it's hard, it's hard to come clean, you know where we know we've sinned, okay, where we know we've fallen short, where maybe we're ashamed of what we've done, but coming clean before God and maybe before other people that God uh brings to you, you know not everybody needs to know your business uh and and for For people on social media that just thinks if it comes to my brain, it goes on my page on social media. That is foolishness. Not everybody needs to know your business, but there are some people that have shown themselves trustworthy where you can share that and you need everybody needs a safe place. You know, I minister to a lot of pastors and ministers and leaders, right? That themselves do tons of ministry. But the pastors and leaders and ministry need a place to go. I go for my own minute because we all need a safe place, but it doesn't have to be everybody. But you, if you don't have one, pray about it. Find one, find one. There'll be one for you. Love joyfully celebrates honesty. And so there's a joy. Well, number there's a freedom after ah, God, that's good that I got rid of it. Particularly when you share with people that aren't going to judge you. It's like, Right. Uh, I mean, wow, you know, uh, let let those who have have not sinned cast the first stone, right? And finds no delight in what is wrong. When we rejoice in what is wrong, that is a level of brokenness and perversion. Perversion means there's a straight path and it's been taken off the path. There's been a twisting, you know, uh, the word wicked is the same word as Wicca, which is witchcraft. There's a twisting of something that started out as truth. And in it, um, um, there's destruction, right? There's destruction. That's where your justice piece comes in, right? So love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. It is like, it is not just. That is one of the things... That love is all about. It is about justice, but it's not about vengeance. And see, justice has to, has to flow in every dynamic. And, you know, we like to make things black and white and this is all bad and this is all good. And we don't like nuance, uh, because it's hard. It's tricky. And, you know, how far does it go? And well, where does that person culpability end? and this person's culpability start? And when is there no culpability? And we get confused if, because we're not God, <laughs> right? So that is why perfect love is 2020 vision. And so we're, we just need to be led in these things. We need to be led. Um, love is a safe place of shelter. Isn't that beautiful? That's why in my book, Marked by Love, feel free to get it shameless, shameless, uh, uh, advertisement there. But in my Mark by Love book, uh, I talk about retreat back to the place of love when you're confused, when you're hurting, uh, when you're discouraged, retreat back to the person of love. Like this is your solid, this is your foundation. You can find life there. You can find comfort there. You can find, um, uh, uh, understanding and the ability to get perspective that you need. Um, It's a safe place of shelter. You're not going to find condemnation there. You're not going to find judgment there. Uh, You're not going to find punishment there. Uh, You're going to find what you need. And sometimes you need to be convicted of something. It's like, yeah, you're totally right. That I was absolutely wrong there. Just be quick to like own your crap. But it's like, but be quick, you know, not to own your crap too. If you're not supposed to own be quick not to own crap that's not yours, but that way, be quick to own your crap but um but it's a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best in others that includes you so when you retreat back to love, the person of love, go back to that place i'm confused i'm discouraged i'm hopeless i've really blown it i've really sinned i've really what- whatever your distress is. Retreat back to God, to love in that place, because God always believes the best in you. So he's like, yes, this is who you are and you've failed short here. So receive my forgiveness. I'm going to help you clean up your mess. Forgive yourself. Let's go on and let me bring you up higher. Let me heal that. Love never takes failure as defeat, right? Love never takes failure as defeat. How many of you have failed? (laughs) Raise your hand. Okay. But that's not the end of the story. That may feel very present to you, but it's not the end of the story, right? For, for it never gives up. So love never gives up. Love has endurance and sticking power. Isn't that beautiful? Love has the ability to move on. Love's a person. So love is God. God is love. Okay. And in the fruit, you could, the fruit of love is patient and kind. We already saw that in this verse um, is, uh, is, is love. Let's see what I was saying. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is um, tender. Love has endurance, right? It's the fruit of the spirit. Love, um, love is kind and gentle, and continues love is sticking power right love love when 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 the it's the last man standing so to speak the last person standing is love because love never stops loving love never fails now things have failed and it goes on in this verse you know prophecy will fail all these things will cease these these um uh uh gifts of the spirit that we need now, those will cease all of those things because we'll be standing before the one who is perfect love. There won't be a need, right? That we see through the glass darkly. Now we don't see things 2020, but love sees 2020, but then we'll see him face to face. So, but love will be the thing that stands, right? Love will be the thing that continues way past um, anything else and then continues in eternity, right? You know, later on it says now, faith, hope, and love remain, okay? The, you know, it, it boils down, faith, hope, and love remain. But the greatest of these is love. And the, um, the Passion Translation says, so let love be the beautiful, uh, a motivation for which you run. Let love be why you do what you do in all beauty, in, uh, in the breathtakingness of who you are, the one you represent, and what you want to leave back as an eternal gift, as an eternal fit footprint, as the fruit that remains in your life. Let that, that be the reason for which you love. For, for which you run, right? Why are you running? Cause we're all going to spend ourselves on something on this planet. We're all spending ourselves for something. And if it's for love, that's eternal. If it's, uh, you know, and we need to be careful because we get confused about what love is, right? And, and, and you hear this term love is love. Well, if it's, love the way god is it's love the way if it's love that starts out with that and has some components but that gets gets twisted into something else it's broken love right and none of us are operating in this uh, perfectly and I'm, i'm not picking on one particular group because usually when people say love is love they're just saying you know uh, any kind of love is, is the same. And it's really not because broken love is broken love. And I'm not just talking about like nabbing, you know, homosexual love because that's usually where you hear that statement. I mean, you know, honestly, I had been in relation before I met Brian. Okay. I was in some really um, unhealthy relationships that I called love I say love is love. No, that's unhealthy, messed up love. And when it's not true love, um, and that makes it sound like we're getting ready to go into a Disney song or something, but when it's not the person who is truth and love and not reflecting of love, there will be destruction. And of course, none of us love perfectly, but if something's based on a foundation that is not true, it will crumble. It will crumble. And so we don't want to give our lives up for something that's not truly love. And that's why I, you know, I get concerned with when I see people spending them their lives for a God that's not really God, for a God that's not really love. And you know, one of the things that I'm concerned about is that there's some sectors where we've made justice like the highest thing. It's almost like we've made it an idol. Um, And God is a just God, but his justice is his love. And so his love looks like a lot of different things, not just justice. It looks like healing. It looks like restoration. It looks like provision. It looks like protection. It looks like, you know, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. Does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not easily offended. You know, does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Always protects. Always trusts. Always perseveres. Always hopes. Always believes the best. Love never fails. So those that yardstick is what we need because we start to get confused and we start to finger point, and you know, a lot of these things are really good. They start off really good until they're not. Have you noticed have you noticed their ministries that start off really good and then like what the heck happened right their marriages that start off really good and like what happened and this is why we need to regularly take out this yardstick and 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 just kind of be. Brutally honest with ourselves. You know, love celebrates honesty, right? We need to be brutally honest with ourselves. And look, it's like, crap, that doesn't look like anything I started off with. You know, a, a, um, core value of mine is, is purity. Um, and I'm not, I'm not just talking about the weird way we make it with the sexual piece. Oh, that's really important, but I'm just, just being pure of heart, right? Making sure my motives, are correct, right? Uh, making sure it's not just what I do and how I do it, but why I do it, right? Being in line with love. And I've seen amazing, amazing, powerful ministers just like shipwreck, or like they started off well, and then it's like, this that you're doing, I'm, something's off. And not like I'm standing in judgment. It's just like, it's, 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 um, disturbing. Uh, it's upsetting. It's concerning because we start off good. And then a lot of times we end up somewhere because we weren't measuring ourselves. And this is all about growing into the stature of Christ, the stature of love, and this is why we need to take up this yardstick on a regular basis and go before the Lord naked. I mean, you know, it could be literally, but it doesn't have to be literally. <laughs> okay. Um, and allow him to reveal to you. And you know, once he reveals to you, you know, I mean, and and you know it's him, well then, you know, forget everybody else. You answer to God and 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 not to me and not to, you know uh, other people, but if other people are questioning you, um, you know, don't always take it in a defensive posture. Um, you can take it to the Lord and say, I will take that to the Lord and see what he says. And then if the Lord says, no, you're good. Keep on going. Well, by God, you're good. Keep on going. And if the Lord says you're good, but this part needs to go, then you know what? Release that part, do whatever he's saying. Use that yardstick to help you start well, continue well, and finish well. And that's my heart for you. I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Katherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.